Well, Joe Biden's speech last night in Philadelphia looked quite different than his Inauguration Day speech where he promised to be the uniter in chief. I would say that what we saw out of Joe Biden last night was the most divisive and dangerous political speech in history. Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you're listening to the Women's Splaining Podcast. I'm also the founder of Conservative Ladies of Washington. We are a group of like-minded ladies and gentlemen here in the state of Washington. We are working hard to advance the conservative movement here in a very deep blue state by electing conservative candidates, by educating and empowering citizens to stand up and speak up and take action for positive change. And of course, in a deep blue state like Washington, that is proving to be a very great challenge, but we are not backing down and we are fighting and we'll keep fighting for our beautiful state and for our children and for the future generations to come. If you are not a Washington state resident, I have great news. We are launching our national platform, Conservative Ladies of America, later this fall. So stay tuned for more information on our launch that will be coming soon. Well, I had the pleasure of joining my friend Jim on Play Harder Radio last night and got to spend a couple hours talking with him and Kelly and Todd, uh, kind of about a lot of things that uh, matter to us as conservatives. But he specifically asked me to come on the show to talk about what has happened with my twin daughters here in the state of Washington. So we had a great conversation. It was awesome to be on the show. I will put a link to the video in the show notes so that you can go check it out. They are uh, patriots from all over the country. Jim's in Pensacola. Kelly is in Indiana. And uh, they're just uh, talking about things that matter to us as conservatives and patriots. So I encourage you to go give them a follow and watch the video that we did live last night. And I'm excited because Jim's going to come on the Women's Blaining podcast probably next week. So excited to bring him to you and introduce you to to my new friend Jim. Well, I am not feeling super great today. It's Friday, September 2nd, and I was really thinking I would take the day off from the podcast, but with Biden's speech last night and the fact that I took yesterday off, I really wanted to share my thoughts on this speech today while it was still fresh in my mind. And one of the things I was talking about on Play Harder Radio yesterday was sort of this um, idea I have had recently about risk assessment. And what I mean by that, uh, specifically as it relates to my daughters, is um, you know the the one twin that uh, the school tried to indoctrinate into the LGBTQ stuff, and they were calling her by a boy's name and boy pronouns. I had already been very well aware of the way our state government schools work, and I was aware of the risks in sending my child to a public school. And already knowing that my child, for many reasons, um, a couple of which are that the fact that she's a tomboy and girls aren't allowed to be tomboys anymore, um, the fact that she has autism and you know has some of those social challenges and is easily manipulated. 
those are, you know, some some qualities that put her at greater risk than, say, for instance, my older son, who's 18 and um, super neurotypical, um, doesn't really face some of the challenges. He doesn't have a problem standing up to people. He's very independent, very independent thinker, doesn't care what people think about him. He doesn't care if he fits in or not. Um, but these people on the left will really prey on kids like my daughter who just want to be accepted and fit in and have friends. And so I knew that she was at greater risk. And I knew when I sent her to public school that there was a high risk for something like what happened to her to happen to her. And it did happen to her. And one of, one of the things I was talking about last night is I had, you know, with, with her twin sister, when we took her back to Seattle Children's Hospital after knowing that they had transferred her to the youth shelter. And it was like, why did we do that? Like, we knew that this was not a great arrangement. But when you're in your crisis, you don't, you're not always thinking clearly and you're just trying to do the right thing in the moment and you're really under pressure and there's so much anxiety that you're dealing with that you're just trying to make the right decision in an instant. And that's really what we were up against. I wasn't a lot of time for me to really think about, well, what are our options? What else could we do? Hence, she went back to Seattle Children's Hospital and we ended up fighting for another 48 hours to get her out of the state of Washington. And, you know, that was a risk that I I will say I didn't really assess that risk in sending her back to Seattle Children's. But with my daughter and sending her to the government school, that was a risk I knew. And I took that risk and I lost and my daughter lost. And of course, I did an episode about pulling her out of the government school and she's no longer going back. But how many times do we need to know what the risks are? And we go, okay, you know what, it's not worth it. It's not worth the risk to put my child in the line of fire or to put myself in the line of fire. I look at being here in a blue state. That's a risk. Uh, especially after the speech that we saw last night, which I'm going to get to in a minute. But when you live in a blue state, you are taking a risk of what happens when this government turns on conservatives and turns on Republicans. Does your government in your state, will they protect you from the federal government? Do you have a state that allows citizens to have the freedoms that are protected by our constitutional rights? Here in Washington, we don't. And we know that. We have a governor who's had emergency powers for like 915 days. He doesn't care about American values. He doesn't care about freedom. He's a dictator. And what we saw last night with Biden's divisive speech and his rhetoric about MAGA Republicans being extremists and being essentially he called us terrorists and we are a threat to democracy. Friends, you've got to know what time it is. And we are living in very dangerous times when we have a sitting president who feels that he is perfectly accepted to say something like that, alienating half of the country. That should alarm each and every one of us, whether you consider yourself a MAGA Republican or you're a moderate or you're a Democrat, anyone 
with common sense and sanity looks at this and sees the problem with a president speaking out and calling half of the country extremists and a threat to democracy. I'm going to play a short clip here. Uh, in case you missed it, I didn't watch the speech. I've watched clips. I really didn't want to watch the speech. I was on Play Harder Radio when the speech happened, so I would have had to watch a replay. And in all transparency, I did go to watch it. And in the first 30 seconds, Biden is like clearing his throat and coughing into his hands three different times. And I just couldn't couldn't do it. So after about 30 seconds to a minute, I just shut the whole thing off. And so what I've gathered is through clips that I have watched from social media. So this is the clip where he calls out the MAGA Republicans as extremists. America must choose to move forward or to move backwards, to build a future or obsess about the past, to be a nation of hope and unity and optimism, or a nation of fear, division, and of darkness. MAGA Republicans have made their choice. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies. But together, together we can choose a different path. It's still very surreal to me to watch him actually say this. And we know that someone wrote this speech for him. And if you aren't already, I'm sure you're aware of the backdrop. But just in case, um, you know, it's the the backdrop with uh, the the very red lights and they've got two Marines in the background on either side of Biden. And they're standing there like they're, you know, the protecting the guard. And it's very, very uh, Nazi Germany kind of vibe to it. Um, There have been a lot of Star Wars memes and things going around. But this is not a unifying look. This is not uh, a president who wants to bring uh, peace and harmony to the country. This is very tyrannical looking. Um, It's very regime. And it's very scary. And I think that it's important that people wake up and really understand the times that we're living in. And one of the things I think about with this is they're going to continue to take their agenda as far as they possibly can. And they have no fear of the Republicans. They know that the Republican Party is weak and will not stand up to them and will not push back against them. We have a few fighters on the Republican side, but we don't have nearly enough. And the Republican leadership is very weak and the Democrats know it. And so they are not afraid of anything. They are not afraid to do something like this and have any kind of pushback. And if you watch any of the comments that happen on social media, it's pretty astounding to see how many people on the left actually think this kind of talk is okay. And this kind of division in our country is okay. And it just goes to show you how far this narrative that has been pushed by the the left that's in power and by our media, by big tech, it just goes to show you how much they have truly brainwashed the people in this country. And it should be frightening 
to all of us. And so when I talk about the risk assessment of living in a deep blue state, and as you know, I'm here in Washington state, which is very, very blue. And uh, we've got our whole government, our legislature and the executive branch, it's all controlled by Democrats. If the federal government was to do something extreme against MAGA Republicans, there is no doubt in my mind that Washington state leadership would be the first to jump on board to support them in those efforts. Do you live in a state such as, I don't even know about Texas, but I think Texas would be okay. Texas, Florida, uh, some of these red states that where they do have a strong conservative state government that will stand up for the people and will depart from the federal government in a way to protect their citizens. I think that's really important. And I think that we as conservatives, as Republicans, we need to be looking at this seriously. We need to be looking at getting out of these deep blue areas where we are going to come under extreme fire here in these blue areas. And, you know, that's obviously that's a huge thing to think about and to consider, especially for someone like me. I'm born and raised in Washington. I've raised all my children in Washington. My family's in Washington. I love Washington. But I also see the writing on the wall with this. And it's a scary thing. And it's something that I think people need to consider. I think we need to be, you know, aware of what's going on and be realistic about it and say, how safe are we in these blue states? How safe are we in these in these blue cities? And and those are things that we need to consider. Now, interestingly enough, Joe Biden was asked by Fox's Peter Ducey this morning about calling the MAGA Republicans extremists and terrorists. And it's almost like Joe Biden didn't even remember what he said the night before. And it just goes to show you how he does, you know, he's got people running him, so to speak. And so when he goes off script, uh, it's who knows what you're going to get. And I'm sure the people that run Joe Biden get furious when he goes off script and answers questions like this. But I'm going to play for you that exchange between Joe Biden and Peter Ducey. Sorry, 
sorry, the audio quality on that clip is not very good, but it is the best quality um, that's available. And I will have a link to that in the show notes as well. But I think it's really interesting how he doesn't even seem to remember what he said the night before because he's completely contradicting himself, which my point here is that we people need to be aware that if you aren't already that he is not calling the shots. There are people that are playing puppet master to Joe Biden, who they are specifically, you know, Obama or Susan Rice or whoever his handlers are, they are pulling the strings. And so then when he goes off off script and isn't reading from a teleprompter, he uh, goes off script and he, he forgets the line. It's important for us to understand the reality of that there are people in control of this administration that we don't even know for certain who they are. But it, this should this should terrify all Americans, uh, what we have going on here. And I'm going to play you a clip from the uh, Karine Jean-Pierre uh, when she did her uh, press interview this morning, uh, just talking about how she felt like the um, speech last night resonated with Americans and just how scripted she is. And if you ever watch her, you can tell she's completely scripted. Either she's completely scripted or she does not have an answer at all and she has nothing to say. Um, so it's it's usually one way or the other. It's either verbatim from her notes or she doesn't have an answer whatsoever and she stumbles around all over herself. So um, here she is talking about the speech last night. And we've seen that in the past. This is not unusual, right, to have a, a, um, to have a, a speech like this and to encourage uh, people to act, to send a message so that, uh, you know, so that the American people uh, understand what is happening in this country. And so, again, the presidency believes that it is, is his job to level with the American people about threats he sees uh, to our nation and our values, and that's what you heard from him last night. And I, we believe it did, in, it indeed resonated. I'm not sure what kind of person would have been encouraged by that speech last night. I found it quite terrifying and really sad that our country is in this place in time. Um, but one of the things, and I tweeted this last night, is that you know, this seems so dark. And if you just watch the optics of that and the aesthetic of last night, it is very dark. It's very evil. It looks, uh, I would say, satanic. And I don't say that lightly. And I think that as I looked at that, I thought, you know what? Light always wins. Um, God has already won this battle and it's not even a fair fight. And I love the scripture. I've adopted this scripture. I don't know, about 10 years ago when I was going through, uh, the court ordeal with my, my kids, but John one, five, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. And that is a truth that we can cling to. And that when things seem really dark, we can remind ourselves that light always wins. And Jesus has already had the victory. He has already claimed the victory. And while it is painful to be living through these times and seeing our nation and people that we know and love, maybe completely disagreeing with us or thinking of us as terrorists or a threat to the democracy. And just because we believe in America and love our country and love our freedoms and support Donald Trump, that makes us bad people. 
it's really a painful experience for a lot of us right now. And, and it's, you know, I woke up really this morning with a heavy heart and this is not a fun thing to be living through, but we have to stand strong. And that's where I go back to what I was talking about earlier about risk assessment. When, when I relate it to my kids and what they, you know, what they've gone through in school, I, I knew there was risks and I took those risks and I lost And I hope that by my experience, other people will learn and maybe not take that gamble that I took that I that I very much regret. And I tell people that have young children in Washington state or any state like Washington, get out, get your kids out. It is going to get much worse in this state and all of these blue states that have anti-parent, anti-family laws. I mean, in Washington, there are laws that allow children to make their own decisions. There are laws in place that allow schools to transgender your child and not even tell you and keep it confidential from you. So if you've got young kids or you're planning to start a family, GTFO, get to a state where you can be the parent. And, you know, you've got to be careful uh, in which states those are because, um, really do your homework and find out what the what the laws are in the states and, and what rights do parents have as you look around for a safe place to take your children and to raise your family. It is so important. And when I watched these clips from from the speech last night, I I circled back to that experience with my kids and for people raising children. We are going to see things get much worse for conservatives, for Trump supporters, for Republicans, for anybody that doesn't buy into this Biden regime, this whole leftist garbage. If you are not going to buy into that and follow in lockstep with what the authoritarians are telling you to do, you will be the enemy. And you need to find a safe place where you can reside, where you can be with your family. That's the risk assessment. So if you're going to risk being in a blue state, in a blue city, you've got to be prepared for what may come along with that. And, you know, sure, there will be those of us who will stay in these blue states and we will we will be prepared for the battle. We will know what's coming, but at least know the risks and do everything that you can to protect yourself, protect your family protect your friends and alert people. So uh, just wanted to, I thought this was going to be quicker than it was, but I did want to address the speech um, before uh, the weekend happened and I kind of moved on from it and everybody else moved on from it. Although I don't know if we're going to move on from this uh, for a while, but um, for today, that's where I'm going to leave things. And I hope you have a fabulous weekend. It is Labor Day weekend, kind of the last hurrah of summer. So I hope you have a fabulous weekend and I look forward to chatting with you again next week.